You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Cape. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. I'm your boy, Al Mega. Thank you for tuning in. And hanging out with me today as we talk to this gentleman right here. Yo, he is killing it. Killing it. My man is an entrepreneur. He's a podcaster. He's a best-selling author. He's a speaker. He is here to fire your ass up today, man. Let me introduce the one, the only, Daniel Blue. What up, mi gente? How you doing? Today? What's up, brother? What's up, man? I uh, appreciate the intro. I feel like I'm I'm ready to come out the boxing ring, especially and when you called me Daniel Daniel Azul. Yeah, Daniel Azul, blue, kiddo. Let's do it, man. Blue, what a wonderful color, man. It's, it's peaceful. It's joy. It's love, and we need that shit today more than ever. But, Amen. Amen. Daniel, thank you for taking some time time out of your day today to chit chat with us to come see this and share in your entrepreneurial journey and that fire that gasoline you throw on to other entrepreneurs to keep building that flame bro yeah you you frying up the world energizing people with passion and love and, and making them believe in themselves so i need to get into all these stories brother because you are a superhero in, in that effect so with that what is the origin story of daniel blue where are you from kiddo where, originally yeah, I grew up in Oceanside, California. Okay. And what's the heritage? Uh, I'm Mexican and Irish. Oh, oh well, man. That means that you're drinking me under the table any day, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, some of that uh, Irish whiskey and uh, tequila. Well, but that Modelo, bro. I love that beer. Oh, yeah. Michelada? Yeah, you're talking, kiddo. I, I, I love it, brother. So, all right. So, growing up in Cali, both Mexican parents, I mean, were you there all your life? You still there to this day? Yeah, I'm in Vegas right now. So, uh, Vegas. Not, hey. not too far. Um, yeah, man, I, I grew up in, uh, you know, Beachtown, Oceanside, California, and uh, just had a, a normal childhood growing up, middle, middle of the road. Uh, not a whole lot of money, but it sounded like we were, you know, broke. Um, dirt poor. I don't have you know one of those stories. So just we we have food, but like we have food on our tummies and a roof over our head, kiddo. Yeah. Right? That's all. A lot need. of a lot of bean burritos and, and eggs for for breakfast. And and, and, uh, and those are good, bro. I mean, you know, I, I don't know about your classmates when you got to pass gas, but you know, those are some good food. <laughs> you know, I, I used to go to my friend's house in the neighborhood to go eat corn dogs and bagel bites because my dad, oh, he, would, wow. he wouldn't let me eat McDonald's or processed food. He'd be like, I puro chemica, you know, so I just had to eat, you know, food that was made on the stove. So well, he ain't lying, though. I'll give yeah. him that. He ain't lying. <laughs> it, it is chemical. I mean, have you seen that, that, that pink sludge that makes the burgers? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, after I saw that, I said, damn. Please, you know, if I don't see you putting up a green uh, ground meat patty together, I, I'm not eating. Sorry, folks, I can't be vegan just yet. My daughter's trying to convert me. I just can't do it yet. <laughs> I can't. Uh, you get making me eat fake blood. I can't do it yet. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I'd rather eat the blood. It's protein. It's all right. <laughs> so, so then, yeah, so growing up, man, what was that like? You know, you, you're saying, you know, you didn't have the best, but, I mean, obviously you've grown up with an entrepreneurial spirit based on, you know, your, your life achievements. Now, I mean, was that inspired early on based on the situation you were in? 
Yeah, man, I, I don't have a, a cool Gary Vee story where, you know, I was an entrepreneur out the womb. You know, it's not like I was <laughs> hustling and selling basketball. We're Latinos. We always got to work 10 times harder, brother. It, it, you know, it, it wasn't something that I thought about, you know, growing up, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur. It really just came out of necessity. My parents got divorced mm. when I was 12. Oh, uh, my I'm dad sorry. moved to Mexico. And, uh, oh, wow, he left. He said, pa' afuera, Estados Unidos, huh? Uh, yeah, so then oh, at wow. that point, it's just my mom and I. And, uh, oh, wow. you know, single single mom raising a kid. Salute to your mom, yo. God bless. Amen. You know, single moms, I don't know how, how they do it. If, if you're one listening right now, you're the real MVP. That's, uh, that's They're cool. amazing. That's, I, I, my pop didn't leave us. But, you know, uh, uh, you know how it is with males and Latino families. It's always this drama, right? So, you know, my mama was my papa and my daddy, even though I had my daddy there. You feel me? Because, you know, he wasn't one of those cats, you know. And unfortunately, unless you're Latino, I don't know if you understand, you know, what we go through. Unless maybe others go through this. I don't know. We need to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that's very true. It's, it's so important to have, you know, stability in the household, right? Yeah. I think that's the, the, the big issue that we have in this country is just, you know, a lot of the family principles, you know, aren't there, whether it's a, a mom. Shut out the window, kiddo. Yeah, man. Like, you, you got to have stability and, and respect and structure and consistency in, yes. in the household. And when that doesn't happen, it's really hard for, for kids to have a shot at success. Was that easy for you then, after 12 years old, with daddy not being home, to have that consistency? Or, or were you more of a level-headed kid growing up? No, man. That's, that's when I started going downhill. Um, I, was oh. really tight, I was really tight with my dad. So when he left and didn't come back, I, I was really really hurt, you know, just oh, not knowing why he left and why he didn't come back. And um, so my, my mom really became a dad and a mom, you know, all in, all wow. in one. And, uh, you know, California is high cost of living. She's working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, and I'm unsupervised. And uh, because I was trying to kind of replace the, the the feeling of my dad being gone, I, I went and hung out with other people that I looked up as role models. And, and I started hanging out with the wrong people, so I started just ditching. You're in Cali, so I'm pretty sure. What Pueblo again was that? Oceanside, so it's San Diego County. Well, all right. So, yeah, that, San Diego, though, had its tough corners of, of the hood for sure. I mean, you know, especially again, as a Latino and, you know, over there, man, that, that life is different than, you know, I grew up in New York. Yeah, so, yeah, man. You know, like, we yeah. didn't get gang life. You know, we had gang life, but it wasn't, it's not serious like it is where, where you are. <laughs> you yeah, know? man. And, and you, you just do things to fit in, right? If one yeah. group of people are ditching school, you know, you, you, you want to fit in, right? Let's so do it, yeah. I, if, I know. if they're drinking, you're going to start drinking, right? Let so, me get that OE, that crazy horse back in the day, right? <laughs> man, I, I remember one time I had a Mickey's. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> man, I was, I was 16, and uh, I actually had two of them the night before. And my mom worked all night, and I remember I woke up in the morning. I was supposed to mow the lawn, and I woke up in the morning to her waking me up, and she started getting so mad at me because all the the Mickey's were there. And I just remember waking oh. up, and I was sweating, man. Like I could yeah, you were sick. I could smell the Mickey's, man. I'm like hungover, and she's just mad at me because you know I didn't mow the lawn like I should have. So my was, brother, I did that too. It was the country club, double deuces, and I remember one day getting upstairs and. I had one too many, and all of a sudden, I start throwing up in the middle of the night. So she gets up, what's wrong with you? I say, oh, I must have ate bad, bad of food. He goes, bad food, my ass. You don't think I smell that? <laughs> gave it away, man. G- gave it away. So, yeah, you know uh, us kids, we're stupid. And, you know, we're we afraid of mommy because mommy, mommy, mom, Latina moms don't play around. So, you no. know, 
they pull out the chancla, the broomstick, whatever it is to take you down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they will get you. They, uh, they definitely will get you. All right, so how was that journey then? So here you are growing up, you know, 12, no, no, poppy, mommy's doing, you know, the, the double duties, um, you know, you, you're, you know, unsupervised, hanging out with the room crowd. I mean, what was that life turning point that you said, I can't do this no more? Um, you know, it, it actually propelled into something worse. Um, oh, really? I, stumbled, I stumbled into um, graduating high school. Like I, I just barely graduated. Um, I was, yeah. I'm blessed to where like I was able to um, just pass high school just based off of just taking tests, but I stopped showing up. So because I just ditched, um, I, oh, I didn't wow. pass high school with great grades, but I still got to the finish line. Um, and then uh, I'm 18 years old and I'm still trying to find myself, right? You know, when you're 18, you're still trying to figure out who you want to be and, and what you're about. And, and because I still held on to some of my, my past, um, I ended up just kind of getting into some worse things. I ended up getting mm. addicted to, to Oxycontin. Oh, um, wow. I actually ended up having a, a daughter at 19 years old. And, um, you know, that, that was definitely what, what got me straight is, is having a kid, you know, because basically I was a kid that had a kid. And uh, yeah. having a kid, you don't get a manual on what to do, right? They don't give you a playbook. You better figure it out. Because you kid yourself, and you're still experiencing kidhood with your own mama, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, for sure. And, wow. and I just knew in my heart of hearts, I didn't want to repeat the cycle. You know, I, I didn't want to do, you know, what my dad did to me to my daughter, right? So, you know, that definitely was a motivation to, to finally clean up my act. Um, I've, I've been clean from, from pills for, shoot, over 10 years now. Um, God bless, uh, Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there struggling right now with with addiction. Many. I mean, right now because of COVID too, there's a lot of depression, mental health issues that people are going through, and and then some of these people lead to you know things like that in order to try and deal with what's happening. You know, I'm glad that you are okay. Past ten years, you that's that's a beautiful thing, and. How did you conquer that? I mean, is it a still an everyday battle or, or, or you know, or, or is it, you know, thank the you know, grace of God and your family being there for you? Yeah, man, it's, um, you know, it's definitely hard the first few years. I mean, the first few months when you um, stop doing a drug like that, you withdraw, right? Like your body wow. physically needs it. Um, you get sick when you don't take it, right? So I had to get past that. And then the first year or two, it's a mental thing, right? Like you have a bad day. So then you just want to go and, and mask that pain by, you know, do, doing that, you know, that drug, right? So w once I was able to get past that for a few years, you know, it's it's something that, you know, I kind of forget about. Um, you know, I never crave it anymore. I mean, it's it's been really yeah. since November 2009 since I've done it. But it, it's something that, you know, when I say my prayers, um, I'm grateful for it because, you know, it, it taught me how to deal with. Uh, adversity, right? And I'm not special. It's not like I'm the only one that, you know, had their dad leave or dealt with divorce or had a kid early or, you know, overcame drugs. Like we all dealt, deal with, with something. Um, and it's just a matter of how you respond. You know, bad things happen to good people. You know, bad things happen to bad people. Bad things happen no matter what. And, and, and how are you going to deal with it is, is really what is the separator. All right. So here you are. You're doing all this. You, you, you know, you, you're, you're, you're recovering. When did you wake up and say, okay, I need to do something better with my life? You know, it was uh, November 2009. Wow, he remembers the day. <laughs> my daughter was uh, six months old. It was Thanksgiving. And um, I was in the car 
Um, and I was at a point where I wasn't able to score. Uh, it was Thanksgiving Day. My mom was at my house with my daughter making a turkey. Um, I told her a BS lie. My mom, like, hey, I'm going to go grab a Red Bull. Um, but I was really trying to go, you know, get get my fix. A different, uh, so a different Red Bull. <laughs> it, it, exactly, exactly right. Um, and uh, called a few people. No one was picking up. So it got to a point Thank where God I yeah, I mean, these people I was trying to score from, they were, you know, having Thanksgiving dinner. Imagine that. They weren't trying to, you know, pick up my phone call. They actually cared about spending time as opposed to selling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it got to a point after a few hours of missing um, and, and wow. swinging for uh, defense. Wait a minute. You you left your family for several hours during that day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, man. Like wow. When you, when you need to get it, you're going to get it, right? Like, you don't care about wow. anyone else, but... I tell with that it was in my family, so I get it. The pain, the heartache. I mean, to see, I don't know how your mama reacted, but to see how my mama reacted to, to what was going on, not with me, but, you know, things were happening that I wish I didn't have to see, but yeah. I got to see, and now I understand. Yeah, man, it's, it's really sad reading, you know, I'll, I'll pick up the newspaper and I'll see that, you know, um, Johnson and Johnson just settled, you know, a billion dollar lawsuit with the government because, you know, they were selling a, a bunch of oxycodone and, you know, people died. Right now, the, the the thing right now that's a heartbreaker is fentanyl, right? Like fentanyl oh, yeah. is this crazy drug that literally would just kill you within 30 minutes of taking it. Um, it's, it's, it's a real life, you know, right now, I think most people listening to the show, they either themselves have dealt with addiction, pills, or they know someone in their family, their friends. Well, so it's 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 a yeah, it's a pandemic right there in itself. You know what I it mean? It is. This is the importance of people please being open and speaking to people they respect or love and sharing. Because again, we're here for you people. If you, anyone that's going through any type of mental health issues, please reach out to your family, to your friends. Even, yo, DM my ass even if you don't know me. I got to. I mean, for real, I, I know this is serious. We've been dealing with this a lot. Recently, there's been such an uptick in, in, uh, in young people taking their lives. I mean, so I'm happy that you're here. You turned around your life, and you're here talking about pillars and five things. So before we continue and get into what you really started doing after the fact and how you turned around and started helping entrepreneurial people, I want to show this video you sent me called The Five Things. Because when I listened to that, yo, I was like, damn, bro, homie is absolutely on the money. I mean, this is love, it's knowledge, but it's real. Because, again, you know, many of us need things like this, no matter what. Uh, even when you think you're the strongest, <laughs> you're not. So check this out. This is an awesome video by Daniel, The Five Things. My name is Daniel Blue. I'm the owner of Quest Education. Here are the five things you need to have in order to successfully ride the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur. Number one, strong mental health. The mm. lows that you experience as an entrepreneur are gonna be very, very low. You might question what you're even doing. You might think about giving up. That's why it's really important to make sure that your mental health is very, very strong. What I mean by that, are you getting enough sleep? Do you have good nutrition? Are you exercising, getting those endorphins going? Because you're going to be tested. Your will will be tested, and you That's are so going to have to decide, can you withstand the punches that being a business owner is going to give you? And if you can have a really strong mindset and be resilient, 
you're going to be able to withstand those punches and experience the lows, but still keep moving forward. Number two, do you have healthy relationships? Last year, COVID affected all of us. Out here in Las Vegas, our employees had to work remote. We were yes. working together in the same office for many years, and all of a sudden, we had to work remote. We never experienced that before. That tested our business, our cash flow, our culture. Mm. It tested a lot of us. And I know if I did not have a healthy relationship with my wife, my daughter, my family, my friends, I just know that it would have been a lot harder to go into the office, work from home, still do leading a company if I had fractured relationships at home. Mm. So if you can avoid mm. the drama and have very strong, solid relationships on the home front, your personal home life can bleed into your business life. Facts. There's a lot of drama, a lot of negativity. Facts. Protect your home. Make sure you have a good home life. That way you can be ultra-focused on the business side of things and get the results that you need to have. Number three, strong company culture. Yes. Having a strong company culture. I love my crusaders. <laughs> the values that you instill within your organization will be tested. The culture on the highs and the lows of you being an entrepreneur super important to maintain because on the highs when business is going well people might start cutting corners they might skip steps mm -hmm. is your culture a culture that's going to hold each other accountable are they going to be able to push each other to continue to grow and perform and maintain that high level on the low end maybe the business is struggling they're experiencing growing pain they're having adversity hit them right in the Oof. face is that culture still going to remain intact and strong to persevere and get past these temporary challenges, the culture is going to make or break your business and you have to make yes. sure that it's very good. Number four, who's in your circle? Mm. People within your circle, are they performing at a higher level personally, financially, business-wise, or are you the most successful person in your circle? If you're the most successful person in your group, you're in the wrong circle. Well, you can surround yourself with winners. Be the stupidest person in the room. It's going to help you during the highs and lows of you being an entrepreneur. Because when you're experiencing those lows and you're trying to work through a challenge, how nice would it be to be able to lean on someone mm. that already is experiencing or has experienced what you've gone through? They already have the wisdom or they can give you advice that can immediately help you. Truth. On the flip side, maybe you're experiencing the highs of being an entrepreneur. You're tasting success. Naturally, you're going to get complacent. You're going to want to settle. But if you're get lazy. surrounding yourself with winners, people that are performing at a much higher level, they're going to force you to grow. They're going to force you to level up to make sure that you're not settling and you still are moving forward at a high level. Number five, have a long-term plan. Know very clearly where mm. you want to take your business, how many clients you want to help, how many employees you want. Being able to be super detailed in your long-term plan within your business is going to serve you well when you experience the lows and the highs of being an entrepreneur. Because those lows, those are gonna be lows for a reason. You're gonna think about giving up, you're gonna question what you're doing, but you yes. always can revert back to your plan, your roadmap, getting from point A to point B and trusting the process. When you're experiencing those highs and there's a level of success, it's okay to pat yourself on the back and feel good about yourself voluntarily, yes. but you can revert back to that long-term plan and know that there's still room to improve and there's still roads that you need to celebrate to win. To okay. From point A to point B. Look at that. Five easy points, folks. It's the really, it's the real truth, and we're gonna get into 
how Daniel came up with these amazing points. So talk about that, yo. How did you come up with the five points? Man, just uh, speaking and my truth. And before of anything, wonderful video. You you get me. I got fired up when I saw this the first time. I still feel fired up because you're talking so much truth. You know, team value. You know, uh, symbiotic relationships within the team, kind of. You know what I mean? That is key points of success. How did you come up with all this, kiddo? Yeah, just uh, it's my truth. It's, it's what I live, you know, what I've lived through, what I live by, what I see, what I experience. Um, you know, I think that's why it's it's really easy to, you know, try to mimic people and copy people, right? I think a lot of, you know, maybe you're listening to this right now and you're a content creator and, you know, you, you are looking at other people and they're like, you're like, man, they're killing it. Like, I'm not killing it. Like, let me just copy what they're doing. Like, that might work, but like, just if you're just you, like, you are only you, right? Like, there's only one of you in this universe. It yeah. kind of trips me out sometimes when I think about, like, man, like, the fact that you're alive right now is a miracle. Like, your dad and your mom had to get together. They had to do what they had to do. And, and you had to swim. Yeah, yeah, like, scientifically, like, for that to happen. And you know like, what's crazy, Daniel? I don't know how to swim, but somehow I swam into life, right? You know, that's, that's, what, uh, that's why I do believe, you know, in, in – uh, a creator, a God, you know, however you, you want to label it. Yeah. Um, There's a greater being, something else above everything sure. that we do. There's a greater energy to everything sure. we do. For sure. Um, you know, that, that's my belief. So, you know, the reason I bring okay. that up is it's just really easy to create content and, and say what you say when you're just being honest and, and not trying to mimic other people. Sure, you, you can it. You know, take the template and, and kind of take a few things, but like when you just speak your truth, it's just really easy. And you know, um, that was a, an article that I, I was asked to write that got published. I think it was really? Thrive Magazine. And uh, you know, wait, 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 wait a minute! Look at you—he's jumping across. Wait a minute. So talk <laughs> about this. You know, all all this stuff you've gone through. Then you started building this. I mean, how did these people even know to reach out to you? I mean, what you know, were you doing? It's the long game, man. It's it's being committed um, to a personal brand, right? So, like, you know, let's just say right now you're you're committed to losing weight or you're committed to, to gaining muscle. Like, dude, that's going to take a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't care if you hire a coach or if you take, you know, um, a pill. Like, it's going to take a long time, right? Arnold so, wasn't Arnold overnight. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, a personal brand is going to take time, you know? Um, I was just committed on building a personal brand um, that involved a lot of different things. Like just like if you want to lose weight, you know, you, not only do you have to exercise, but you have to get a good sleep. You know, you got to eat eat nutritious. You got to eat good food. Same thing with the personal brand. Like I wrote a book, um, and I post pretty consistently on social media. You know, how did have, you learn to write a book? What's that? I'm sorry. How did you learn to even put put a book together? And why you did know, you even want to do a book the first time around? One thing that I chose to do, um, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, growing up. Um, I shared some of those mistakes that I made. One mistake. And how old were you when you took these steps, too? I want people to know that age is, it, it doesn't matter what age you are. Sometimes you got, you know, you could start later in life. You could start early in life. When did you start take that initial step, too? How old were you? Uh, can you be a bit more specific, like what step specifically? My first mistake. Uh, Okay, your first mistake, how old were you? And then when you first took the entrepreneurial step, how old were you? And then when you first wrote your first book, well, how old were you? Yeah, my my book. that progression. Yeah, my my book came out last year, 
and uh, was fortunate, fortunate enough to get a uh, bestseller on, on Amazon. What? During COVID? Yo, why you built your own first book, Daniel? I give you credit, and that tastes cojones, hermano. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I, I do really, uh, you know, I'm grateful wow. for, for, for that and grateful for the people that help, you know, support my book. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm new in business. My business is three years old. Um, I started. Oh, baby. Yes, I started. <laughs> I started the business because, you know, I really felt like, man, you know, I've been able to, to be a high-performing employee for a number of years. Um, I've got this sales craft down pretty well. Like, I just need to hire some other people and, and build a team to, you know, build something great. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think I can do this. And, you know, that's what entrepreneurship is about is just taking a risk and not being certain on what you're doing, but just betting on yourself, right? Um, and, and if you're worried about making the leap and, and starting a business – you can always go back and do what you did before, right? Like I knew if my business failed, I could just go and, and, and get another job somewhere, right? Not that I, I thought about that because I really literally burned the boats and, and I went all in on my business. <laughs> you know, I, hey, I, well, it's all about – it's all or nothing sometimes, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, one of the mistakes that I made, you know, when I was, uh, you know, younger, um, I made, shoot, $90,000 my first year. Um, in sales at 18 years old, and I never Wait, made that kind of money. Wait, at 18, you made 90 racks, bro. At 18, and, that's and, unheard uh, of. And what that, year was that? Was this? like a million dollars to me, man. We we never, you know, I never seen that kind of money before. So what era was this? And this is 08, 07. Oh, damn, yeah, yeah, but I mean, for a, a young man, hell yeah, that's some good paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. <laughs> and uh, I made a really bad decision. I bought a house uh, right before the market crashed in 08. You know, making decent money. I'm like, let's buy a house. Bought a house. Um, we know how that ended up because the market took a crap, and I ended up losing my house. But I also bought a oh, Range Rover. Oh shit! You lost it. So wait. Mm-hmm. So what lasted longer, the Range Rover or the house? <laughs> they, they, they all came crumbling down at the same time. Oh, at this shit. at this moment, I'm still using uh, Oxycontin. I, I was addicted to drugs between 18 and 20 years old. I was addicted to Oxycontin. Oh, wow. But because I was spending so much money and not making wise decisions. Uh, on top of that, I bought a house, and I just got in over my head, right? I just was spending more than what I was making. And, and, and the reason I tell this story is because um, I learned that, okay, I don't need to have the nicest things. Like, I'm playing the long game. When I was 18, 19, 20, I played to get instant gratification when I should have played to get delayed gratification. And, mm. and that's where I'm at right now. Mm. What I mean by that is I drive – a paid-off Honda Accord, and instead I invest tens of thousands of dollars a year into masterminds, into Ooh. coaching programs, right? So it's a really great investment for me because I probably would not have wrote my book if I wasn't around high oh. performers. Talk right? about that. How important is that for anyone, you know, as an entrepreneur or a business owner to, to take steps like that and, and to educate and, you know, expand their brain? You know, I'll share a story on that. Um, I, I was actually just visiting a, a friend and a, 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 someone I do business with a few days ago. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of just talking business, talking shop. He's like, hey, man, just bought a new house. Uh, you want to check it out? I was like, yeah. So we're driving. He's like, man, this world is going crazy right now. He's like, I wanted to have a piece of land that I can take my kids to and just be away from society and just have my own yeah. shit. He's like, come check it out. 
So um, I don't know if you've ever been to Zion National Park. It's in, it's in no. Utah. It's, it's beautiful. If you, if you Google Zion National I've Park. Only, I've, I've only been on a layover to Utah. I had some burgers over there from your famous burger shop. I forget the name. Shout out to Random Dude because he's like, you had to try these burgers. <laughs> I was like, very good burgers. I missed my flight to San Diego because of those burgers. But it was um, worth it, though, right? It really was, though. God yeah. damn, those, those burgers are slamming. Y'all, y'all know how to cook in Utah. Yeah, man. It's, uh, <laughs> Utah's an interesting place, and, and Zion National Park is really beautiful. So he right. he bought this house on three acres, um, on a few acres, and uh, just – beautiful house it's it's on a river and it's so quaint and quiet and um like you, you just see something like that and he's like yeah i just, I just bought it's a my cat. fantasy <laughs> that's my fantasy okay. yeah man and and you know like here he is just stroking checks for a million millions of dollars you know buying it cash and it just cash. reminds you that there's other wow. people that are doing it so much bigger than you are. And yeah. that's why I said what I said in, in the video. He just messed me up. I mean, he paid for all that cash, son. Wow. Yeah. Paid off, Thoma. I don't owe nobody nothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, I mean, um, you know, so, so being around people like that, yeah, I meet a lot of them, you know, at, at masterminds because you think about it, you know, if you invest 10000 or 20000 into a mastermind and, and, and you meet up twice or three times a year for this mastermind, those are people that are committed, right? Like they're putting that money into their personal development. So you're around hitters, man. Like you're around people that are achieving greatness in their business life, in their personal life, their, their, their fitness, their relationships. And you just see how people operate and, and it expands your mind. So I would much rather put myself in that kind of environment than drive a Tesla. I got to ask you something here though. How does somebody put themselves into that mindset that they need to surround themselves with people like this. I mean, how did you do that? How did you recognize the need for that? Um, I want to win, right? Hey. And, and shout out to Colin, right? All that we do is win, win, win. <laughs> you know, and and there, there's a quote that I really love: is your quality of life is determined on the questions that you ask other people, mm. because the answers you get from other people are really important, right? Like they are. You, you have to communicate and have relationships and get to the root of, of situations, right? Yes, the so, root. that's why I ask questions like this sometimes. I'm not trying to, you know, be, be a watching chat or find out what's going on. It's like, yo, I need to reach your level too. And yeah. I mean, look at your story. Look at what you've done thus far. And there, there's no limit to what's coming. So it's like, shit, Daniel Blue has got things in control, and I need to know, Daniel, like, for real, man, what, what's, what's that map like? <laughs> I, I, I need directions. <laughs> you know, it's uh, just trying to get better every day. You know, I, I don't have it all figured out, and the beautiful part, no one has it figured out. Elon Musk, he's a billionaire. He doesn't have to figure it all, all out, right? He's I, I, I saw a wonderful meme today that was like, yo, he said, yo, Elon, Elon says, I control the cryptocurrency, and then Putin yeah, hey, I control stock markets apparently because I made them crash today. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you know, we, we all uh, are trying to figure out this game of life, right? Like, we're all on different paths. Some of us are on a harder path than others. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, our path is our path, and eventually that path's going to get harder or easier. It's just the ebbs and flows. So how much education did you, did, did you 
get any education prior to writing this book, The Blueprint to Your Best Retirement, How to Access Your Retirement Account, Penalty and Tax-Free. Because I know, listen, bro, COVID and all, a lot of people are being hit on hard times right now. And being able to access, you know, liquidity when it's available is absolutely important to survival. I mean, how did you even figure all this stuff out? You know, I got into sales, like I mentioned earlier, at 18. And uh, I was in the real estate space. And I would talk to people and they would say, man, I just used my IRA to invest into this property. I just used mm. my 401k to flip this house. Mm. And then I thought, man, I, was, How? I, was, How? I thought a retirement account was just for stocks. So mm. this whole concept of what's called a self-directed retirement account was introduced to me over a decade ago, where you okay. can use your retirement account in a penalty and tax-free to do some cool stuff, like fund your business. But no out. one tells you that, though, right? No. I mean, so it's a matter of you, you, you have to become self-taught and, and really – Surround yourself with a lot of good people, right? Like, I, I'm not here today. Apparently, brother, because I got to tell wifey all this stuff you're teaching me today because we're going to get some <laughs> some crazy. But I'm going to say, yo, Daniel's about to hook us up, son. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, it's, um, there, there, there's, there's people in my life that have helped me along the way that have given me a lot of knowledge. Um, but there's information that's, that's out there. May I ask those people in your life, were they entrepreneurs as well or just, you know, life experience people? If you um, some of them, yeah, were entrepreneurs. Um, other people like, like my mom, you know, she's given me a ton of life lessons. Always listen to your mom, guys and ladies, all right? Mama knows what's best for you because she, she knows your energy because she birthed your energy. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah, bro. So, dude, you're, like, inspiring the shit out of me. So, dude, I'm sorry. So, I don't mean to interrupt you. It's like, you're firing me up. The comments you say is, like, yo, it's so much truth in the things you say, bro. You're, it, people, if you, if you don't see the realness behind my man here, I mean, y'all bugging. <laughs> I mean, that's a real dude. So, talk about, again, the, the, the book and just learning all this. Again, like, I would never think about that accessing, you know, account penalties, tax-free, I mean, those are things that I learned, you know, very later in life. So how important is that to learn early in life, and you know, especially how you applied it to help you in your journey? Yeah, I was on a, a podcast earlier today, and she asked me, like, what's some advice you would ask your younger self or you would tell yourself? Ooh. And I was just like, get your money right, right? Like, mm. when I was younger, I didn't understand the credit game. Um, when I was younger, I didn't understand the tax game and setting up an LLC and saving money on taxes. Um, a lot of people, they're conditioned to think that the IRA or 401k that they have, like maybe you've been working somewhere for 10 years and, and you saved money up in our 401k or IRA, and you're thinking, I can't access this money penalty and tax-free. Like I was told not to touch this money. Like that money is for when I'm 70 years old. Yeah. However, that's not true. If we, if we survive that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's another story, right? Um, <laughs> that, that's not true. Like, there is a legitimate way for you to access your IRA or 401k now, and it's penalty and tax-free, and then you could use the money how you want, right? Whether and we can learn this on your book, right? Yeah, so Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. Um, you can head over to, to Amazon, and or, or you can go to my website, danielblue.me. Um, the book, you can get it on Audible. Um, so I was pretty pumped to get the, the, the book released via audio. So it's it's on Audible if you've got what? that. Are you, are you doing the audio? No, man. So, so <laughs> my mastermind, he's actually a, a DJ. 
Uh, and he's got a, he's hey. got a great voice. Um, so well, he said, "I need you to be the, the voice." Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's really entertaining. He's got a much better voice than I do. So he, he's the voice. Were um, you involved in that whole process of the book getting done in an audio format? Oh yeah. Um, you so know, and how was that then? I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a whole new experience for you. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll tell you, and, and you know, maybe some of your listeners, uh, people watching, listening, can can learn from this, like. There's things that you start that you don't finish. And the longer you wait, like, you're going to have regret. And it's just costing you. It's hurting you. And that was me and my book. I started my book. damages your soul, folks. (laughs) Yeah, I started the book in 2019, in in the summer. And uh, I I hired a professional, um, someone to guide me and and help me. She's helped people publish books. Not a ghostwriter. She's just basically teaching me what to do. So I got, like, 50% of it done. And then... The other 50% entailed, like, editing and just doing a little bit more content. And I was like, I'll get back to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then, you know, life happened, right? COVID happened. Then I'm dealing with this fire in my business, and, and this problem comes up. And I just kept pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And then, um, you know, finally last year, it got to a point where I was just like, man, like, I'm missing out. Like, I – this is costing me. It's costing – my ability to help people, like I already started it, like, dude, just quit messing around. So yeah. I pretty much said no to everything and just focused on my book. And that's the power of focus, right? When, when you focus on everything, you're focused on nothing. Um, if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. And that's why my book didn't get done. But when I shifted that mindset, I got it done, I got it out, and, and I checked it off my list. You hear this, folks? You got to get things done, man. Um, and what type of education? Like, again, I mean, how many people did you speak to in the creation of this book? So one of the masterminds that, that I'm in, uh, shout out to my buddy, Ryan Stuman. It's, it's his mastermind. It's called Apex. Apex, um, shout out. Yeah, there's about 100 of us, um, and uh, we all meet in Texas once a month, and there's people that fly from New York. Where in Texas? Uh, Dallas. Okay. And just all over the country, people fly in, and uh, every month we, we get together, and there's usually some speakers that talk about copywriting or writing a book or, you know, hiring and firing, just different concepts within business. So we're there to learn, but we're also there to network, and, you know, a lot of the people in that group are doing big things, you know. They're speaking on stages. They have a podcast. They're writing books. So, you know, that, that's where kind of what I was talking about in my video earlier is, like, who, who are you hanging out with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're hanging out with people that just go to the bar every weekend or do nothing but watch Netflix, that's probably what you're going to do. And, mm-hmm. and if you're okay with that, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, right? It's all about happiness. And if that's what makes you happy, more power to you. But, well, I know what makes me happy is winning. And, and there's a recipe to winning. And I know part of winning in 2022 is having a brand, right? So I oh, need yeah, a yeah. book, having a podcast, putting out content. Is, is, is key in, in winning and entrepreneurship. So seeing other people in this group do that, I was able to talk to a lot of people that wrote a book and kind of shared with me what worked, what didn't work, and you know, things like that. Look at that. Inspirational stuff during crazy times, folks. You know, just keep doing your You see what Daniel has accomplished and done thus far? And then uh, one more question for me here, though. There's something I wanted to ask you because you were speaking about the value of relationships, right? I mean, how important really 
is relationships and do you have any advice on how someone could keep relationships in a positive manner, you know, in order to succeed in a business life? So I read a quote that really made me smile. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, right, quarterback of Green Bay Packers. Hey, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, I'm a Giants fan, so, you know, a middle finger salute to the big cheese over there. You know, Bay, I, I but get whatever. it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. He said something I really respected. So, um, like, he, 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 he separated from his, his lady. Like, they, they broke up. And one thing he said, he said. Oh, yeah, I mean, he was getting, yeah, I mean, but he was getting, like, wow. Like, yo, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is a pimp daddy, you know, getting some, like, wow. Ladies, and he's just dropping them like flies. Like people are like, dude, are you nuts? <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, uh, whatever, bro. I mean, he got it like that. He got the juice. <laughs> you, you know, um, it, it ain't no problem for him. But one thing I respected that or I like what he said is, is you know, they, they parted amicably. But he was just like, man, like the relationship was so good. Like we didn't, we didn't have. It was just a great relationship, and I didn't have to worry about my personal life when I came to business. And he's like, I won, two, I won two MVPs the last couple of years, right? Like he's back to back MVPs. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's not a, it's not a secret that I, I performed at the highest level and I won two MVPs back to back in the two years I was with her, and and like that's so true. Like think about when you fight with your lady, you fight with your man, you fight with your best friend, and then you gotta go to work. Like that shit sucks, right? It so, does, man. so you have this bad energy, you know, this carrying heavily on your soul and your spirit. And I'm one of those that in the morning, the last thing I need to hear is negative shit because I'm one of those souls that carry that during the day. Then it's like I start, I think about it too much. And, I, and so I tell wifey, please make sure that when, you know, because I go to bed first, because <laughs> I, I wake up way earlier than her for work. I'm like, yo, please make sure you change the channel to something entertaining so when I turn it on, I'm not watching news. That's the last thing I want to watch in the morning. Because like, even for an episode, she forgot to do that. When I'm hearing about murders and war and all this stuff. I mean, that's not a, day, a way to start a day. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, when you – there's been scientific studies before you go to bed and when you wake up, like, you're the most vulnerable. Like, what you put in, what you absorb in your mind. Like, yeah. your subconscious is real, right? Like, when yeah. you dream, like, there's there's times where you probably, you know, have a fight or something happens, you watch a movie at night, then you go to bed and you dream about it, right? Like, it's the same it's oh, the yeah. same concept. So, you know, you're definitely right on the energy. But, like, for people that are in a relationship, like, for me, I spend a lot of time with my wife, right? So I know one of my weaknesses Ooh. is I don't always see things through her lens, I've been with her for 10 years. Well, that's so, us as men at some of the times because we're skewed in, in our views. And, you know, it, it's an opposite sex thing. And maybe we're not in tune uh, energy-wise. I, I mean, you say 10 years. My brother, I've been in this over 20 plus. I'm Ooh, I, I, be, I, I need to be hitting you <laughs> up. Who I do hit up, and this goes into having a strong mental health plan, is I'm a big proponent of therapy. Right, mm. so I see a therapist once a month. She's awesome. I okay. Oh wow, you're touching on something else there, brother, for real. Because again, after 20 years plus, you know, th there's things and growth and you know, just things within a relationship that people need to deal with, right? Yeah. Um, 
when did you realize that you wanted to take therapy? Was there a specific moment in your life that you said, damn, uh, maybe I could do better and I need to talk to someone? Yeah, man. There was just more tension with my wife than there ever had been. And I think it's natural because we change, right? When I got with her 10 years ago, I was different. She was different. Five years ago, I was different. She was different. You want change, right? Like, I don't want her to be the same person. I want her to grow. Same for me. So there just was a, a, a point where we there was just more tension than we've ever had. And, like, we've got a great relationship. So and like, you don't want that, especially with somebody that no, you love no. and admire. I mean, always, I, I say this kiddingly to wifey sometimes. I'm like, damn, are you telling me that I should have been working on this while I was single before I met you? So that way, you know, I could have just been made it and then we could be okay because unfortunately sometimes when you're in the entrepreneurial journey it just takes up the time on your personal journey amen you, know? you, you, you got to make sure that you know the people around you know what you're doing and they support you and you also have to support you know your your, your partner as well so um yeah i made that decision it's, it's been great man it, it's, it's great to just get unbiased feedback whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you have a business or not, like there's just a lot of power in getting vulnerable with someone that doesn't know you and they can just be, you know, talking to you where they're not biased, right? Like your mom's yeah. always going to say, like, I mean, who you're the best. I love you. Oh, of course. That's, that's mommy. She's yeah. always going to be your cheerleader. But then you got to go to your best friend, like, homie, tell me the truth. <laughs> and they're probably, probably going to sugarcoat things. like you Of know, course. Of course. They're going to frost and flake it. But I, I, I need somebody to give me the special K. No sugar, no nothing. Give me the flakes, yo. Very true. <laughs> Very true. So, you know, I, I, I think talk in cereal, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Daniel, you are amazing. But I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like, you're firing me up, bro, because you're hitting, you know, you're making me think of so many different things just on the journey. You know, as an entrepreneur, you know, being a married man, being a father, just, you know, being in the game for a minute and trying to build things and seeing you, I mean, Yo, brother, God bless you. I mean, here you are growing up in a single family home for the, you know, after 12, and yet following this path, doing what you're doing, building a beautiful family, you know, and, and building an empire. I mean, for real. So one of my last questions that I'm going to have to ask, and this is something basic because you have one of the most dopest, um, uh, what was it, uh, press packets that I've seen. I love it. You know, you're, you're real with links and all, folks. If you want to know how to do this, you better have it for an interview. When he's saying this press pack, you're like, oh, that's how you do it, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, last one here. I'm a business person, right? And sometimes I need money. Now, one of the things that I know that you like to talk about is funding without the banks. Question here is for any entrepreneurs listening that maybe may have not the best credit and all, how how can we achieve something like that? Yeah, so it's it's money that you might not even consider, and it could be a four hundred one k from an old job where you know you worked there for eight years and mm -hmm. then you left that job went somewhere else and you kind of forgot about that account, right? So basically. Again, back to the point earlier, if you have a retirement account, you're probably not paying attention to it a whole lot. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Maybe you get statements in the mail once a year. 
you probably once a year, up. then you forget. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And and then you're thinking, well, I can't even access it, even if I wanted to. But if I could, I'm going to lose 30 percent in penalties and taxes. So you know what we teach people how to do is how they can actually use that money and 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 take it out penalty and tax free. And there's no credit check with this. Like there's no income verification. You know, and you could use the money however you want. Maybe you need it to pay off some high interest rate credit card debt, or you want to use it to fund your business. You know, that's a real big thing that's happening right now. Is more and more people are starting companies, starting a side hustle, starting a business. What do businesses need? They need capital, right? So a lot of new businesses have uh, issues getting capital because the banks aren't wanting wanting to lend them money because they're a new business. They don't have a track record, so. It's nice to have another option to use a retirement account in a penalty and tax-free way to benefit you. How do they even begin to inquire with whomever their provider is, you know, to get access to that money? Well, the problem is, is it's probably in the wrong account. So, like, for example, if the money is in a 401K with your old job or your money is in an IRA, you're probably not able to take that money out penalty and tax-free because it's in the wrong vehicle. But what you could do if you qualify is you can take that money and convert it into what's called a solo 401k. Mm. And a solo 401k is a retirement account designed by the IRS for an entrepreneur. Oh. And that's why you don't qualify. Like you have to qualify for a solo 401k. Oh, my gosh. What is the number of this form so that way people could start digging in, especially entrepreneurs? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's basically finding a company that can open up a solo 401k for you. Solo if you 401k. Google solo 401k, you'll see that this is an IRS approved legitimate account. Really? My company isn't the only one that offers it. So I mean, why do people not offer this? Uh, why, why, why am I hearing this for the first time? I've heard of 401ks, but I've never until this day. I was this years old when I learned solo 401k is. Yeah, ultimately it's it's follow the money, right? You've heard of that before, right? Uh, yeah, follow the money. And a solo 401k allows you to access your own retirement account money, penalty and tax-free. Well, who, who controls retirement accounts? Wall Street, right? Fidelity, Vanguard, TD Ameritrade, right? Edward Jones, like these are all billion-dollar Wall Street companies. I think but that Fidelity has over a trillion dollars, I think. Exactly. Like massive amounts of money. All of that money they make fees off of. The more money they control, the more fees that they generate, right? The more money they, they, they make. Money Why made money. They teach you how to access your own retirement account, penalty and tax-free, and use that money to start an online business, or use that money to start another kind of business. How dare you try to make yourself some money? <laughs> exactly. It's, it doesn't make them money. This is so crazy. Um, you've been giving me some points. You know, blueprint to the best retirement, how to access your retirement account, penalty, and tax-free. You know, it's on Kindle, Amazon, folks. I need you guys to follow Daniel on LinkedIn and Facebook at Daniel Blue. I need you guys to visit Daniel's website, Dan Daniel Blue. Like the color, folks. Very simple. I mean, homie's been great. So, last question here, my brother. Like, what's the greatest piece of advice you can give somebody, just in general? Like, somebody that's down and out, 
feeling blue about themselves, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> and they come, hey, Dan, how can I improve my life? Well, what is something that you would say to them? You know, I'm reading a really good book right now. It's uh, Will Smith. Uh, have you read that book? It's his autobiography. No, I, the last book I read was 50 Cent's uh, Hustle Also Harder, and I love that That's book. That's a good you, one. You, you'll, gangster. <laughs> you, you'll love Will Smith's book. Really? Uh, that's my, what's the name of it? I'm writing it down. It's, it's called Will. Will, but. And, and it's in his own voice. I'm going voice. to email you after I read it. I don't listen to books. I read them. Yeah. I'm going to read it and let you know. <laughs> it, it's, it's one of the best books I've, I've read. And, and really? quote he gives in the book that I'm going to use to answer your question is he says, you know, in life, school is like, you know, life is like school, right? The difference is in school, you take, you, you take the lesson first, right? You get the lesson from the teacher, you're being taught, and then they give you the test, right? So you go in being prepared to take the test. In life, it's the opposite. You're immediately tested. You're immediately having to take the test, whether you're ready or not. And then it's up to you to learn the lesson. So right now you're in a funk. You're not doing the best. Maybe you're not winning. You're in this losing streak. Bad shit's happened to you. What's the lesson? Right? Like there's a lesson in there. And a lot of the times that lesson is, dude, I'm, I'm grateful because of this. I'm grateful because this happened or this didn't happen. And it, it's, it's easy to fall into a victim mentality. But as soon as you start looking for lessons, and you start finding that gratitude, then it's easier to look past the bad stuff that's going on, the funk, and, and just realize that, you know, there's better days ahead. But ultimately, if you don't change your mindset, that funk is, is going to keep being a funk. Oh, my brother. Isn't that the truth? I mean, it, it is all a mental game within us. It's our own mental war, if you will, that we need to defeat, you know. It's going to be one battle at a time. We may not win the war, but if we win one mental battle at a time, then we're making sure that we are not self-defeating, that we keep fighting the good fight. You know what I mean? Because like I said before, inner monologue is evil. Don't listen to your inner monologue. <laughs> Please don't. Amen. And I deal with that a lot, a lot. That's part of my personal mental health issue where sometimes I could wake up in the morning and I'm dealing with an inner monologue and, I, and like I, I try to blank it out as, as the best I can. But I mean, eventually I have to face it and, and discuss it. Maybe, you know, have this, you know, surreal metal world where Al Mega is facing Alexander Perez and I'm having a discussion, <laughs> you know what I mean, with myself. Um, we, have those, uh, we have them every day, right? They're, yeah, they're, it is. One of the people I like to, to follow, and he's like, dude, you got a bitch voice and you got a boss voice. You wake up yeah. in the morning and you know you need to go to the gym. Your bitch voice. Alexander is the bitch. Al Mega is the boss. I'm the yeah. motherfucker. We all have I'll it. I'll tell you that. That's we it. all have it. Yeah. You know, at least I named them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and which, which I, know, gonna, I know it for a fact, you know? Yeah. And, and which voice are you going to let influence you the most, right? That's, yeah. that's going to. Well, Mega's always going to win. I love Mega. Yep. Perez not so much, but I love Mega. <laughs> yeah. Mega could Perez could do better. Come on, Mega. <laughs> All right. So, but with that though, you you've been this an amazing guest. Um, you've been empowering me, folks. I want to share this once again. I need you to visit Daniel's website at DanielBlue.me. 
That's right, folks. M-E. Me. Feel me? Check it out. Great stuff. Great tips. Follow him on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. He kept the praise of everything he's doing because he's a man that's on, on a journey to help entrepreneurs. Help people find a better version of themselves. Have, you know, help people deal with things, you know. And, you know, he's been through his journey. And I'm totally impressed by you. I hope my brother's listening, a uh, brother of mine listening too, that went through a similar journey. He's way better now. And, you know, I mean, I think he would be so inspired by what you've done. But, folks, go to Amazon right now. I know y'all got a Kindle account. Don't play around. Blueprint to your best retirement. How to access your retirement account penalty and tax-free Kindle edition. So imagine that you're able to empower and build your business using your retirement account and not even getting hit because you're building something of value. So if you have any more questions, please visit the website, danielblue.me. Please see he has the email there. Hit him up. Ask him questions. I mean, he provides services as well, so him and his company are there to help you in the journey. So with that, you know, Daniel, thank you again. Much love to you. God bless, bro. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey. Truly inspiring. Um, I, can't, I can't wait to see what else we got coming from the world of Asud. Wepa! You got to do all Latino now. Come on now. So with that, yo, please make sure to visit visit me again when you come out with your next hit book. You know, that's going to be on Barnes & Noble, New York Times, and everything. I know. All right? <laughs> Much love, brother. I appreciate you having me on your show. And uh, shout out to your brother making it on the other side. That, that makes me happy. Puts a smile on my face. And uh, it was a great time with you here today, yeah, brother. Man. Listen, but that's what we do. We as Latinos, as PRs, as Americans, we're always fighting the good fight, you know. And, and if you have good people around you, you have people that care, you're always going to come up on top, on the real. But you have to not be afraid to talk, not be afraid to share, and not be afraid to be real with the people you love. Ain't that true? Amen, brother. Amen. So with that, I'm out mega with the amazing Daniel Blue. You know what to do next, all right? The other tells you it all. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Commentators Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit Commentators.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Commentators app on the Google Play Store today. 